welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Excited to welcome in my guest today, the founder of Upgrade My Country, Tony Zork. And let me just give a quick background before I bring him in. Upgrade My Country is a movement to pass two constitutional amendments to the U.S. Constitution for term limits and fair elections and to remove the Democratic Republican Party, a.k.a. the Beast, from power by electing independents to Congress and the office of the president. Tony Zork is the movement's presidential candidate for 2024. Tony, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, Brian. Uh, super excited to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. How does that sound? Presidential candidate, 2024. <laughs> Sounds, um, you know, I, I, I've, I struggle with it a bit. You know, I, I think when people say, Oh, you're running for president. Everyone assumes you're a psychopath and an egomaniac. Um, and so, you know, it's a little scary, I think, for people to hear. I would say I'm the default. Can what The way I'm running this, I'm the default candidate. If I, you know, if I can get The Rock or Taylor Swift to run for Upgrade My Country, I'll, I'll step aside or be vice president to them. And uh, I'm ha happy to go. But um, yeah, so I am doing that. But I'm I would say that's not, you know, being president's not my ultimate goal. It's to pass these two constitutional amendments um, by, you know, whatever means necessary. Yeah. So I want to get into those. But before we do, I always like, you know, being the Just Get Started podcast, I always like to kind of have a little background of like the why behind this. You know, obviously you're making this decision here. You're, you know, you've been around the block. You've done a lot of things like why all of a sudden is this the is this the time? Is this the movement? Like, can you share a little bit of the details of how you got to this point? I can. Yeah. So I, I mean, Brian, I was a very successful. Um, I'm So first off, I'm a trained accountant. I'm a certified public accountant. So I started um, in public accounting as an auditor and worked my way up, um, you know, as a CFO and, uh, you know, um, an accountant in industry. And, and then I became a, a software systems an ERP systems uh, consultant. And uh, then I started, I, I learned how to write a little bit of code and uh, do database design and those type of things and started my own software company around 2008. Um, and then I sold that to a private equity firm in 2021 and to, to start Upgrade My Country. But, you know, what happened in there was this all has stemmed. And the reason I'm doing this, it all started with a family tragedy. So on... Uh, March 27th of 2019, uh, my uh, son passed away. He was 20 years old mm -hmm. and six weeks he was um, uh, in college at York College in Pennsylvania. Um, and we, my wife had dinner with him the night before he passed away. We were going to go up to his track meet. Uh, what happened is the electrical system on his heart went out mm -hmm. and uh, he died in the middle of the night, just completely unexpected, unexpectedly. So it's such a complete and total shock. He was a picture of health. He didn't drink, didn't do drugs, anything like that. Um, and when 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 something like this happens, I always like always skeptical of, of these situations because it sounds so unreal. So I'm always like, oh, the parents didn't know the kid was on drugs or something like that. No, he was totally clean, totally straight. Uh, player and and so the electrical system on his heart uh failed this is the type of thing that you if you know about this condition um you can 
have a monitor that can detect the, the electricity going through your heart and you can catch this and, and, and solve it if, if something happens. But we didn't know, nobody knew to know because he never exhibited any problems and he, he was like so healthy, right? Wow. So yeah, so this, and, and I hate, I, I don't say that to drop a bomb on people because it feels like I do when I, when I start an interview that way. But he, Ethan was a wonderful, wonderful guy and we believe um, he served his purpose in life. He just was a short life. But that, that event completely upended our family. And we've got three other daughters. And so there's four children all together. And my wife and I uh, were just in shock and turned to each other. And, okay, everything we thought was important just kind of went out the window. And we said to each other, gosh, is, do you want to still do what we're doing? Is there anything else you want to be doing? And we both decided to take six months and explore that. And should we sell this software company where we're living a really wonderful lifestyle? Um, had, you know, both of us were raised in middle-class homes, very middle-class homes. Uh, we're affording a lifestyle way beyond what, you know, we ever grew up with. And uh, just feeling so blessed with this company. And so she came back and she said, you know, no, I don't really feel like there's anything else really bothering me that I want to focus on. What about you? And I just said, yeah, I just, I, 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 I'm a very spiritual guy. I have a pretty strong faith. I was praying about this and I just felt like our political system was are what I call my holy discontent. So this is like this concept in this faith world where you've, there's something really bothering you and it's bothering you at a, a spiritual level and you just want to do something about it. And, and I thought the division, you know, in our country was, you know, this, this for me, that, that, that the country's really on a road to destruction and, 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 you know, it's no joke at this point. Um, and so what I thought was, okay, what I'll do is I'll go work in co the Congress. I'll go, I'll go be a senator or a congressman or a governor, something like that, that we just need good people in Washington. And that's the problem. So I'm, I'm, I was planning to sell my business and go, go serve in, serve in the Congress. And um, having the uh, business afforded me really good access to um, a, a lot of people. So I'm like, I better go research this before I actually go do it. So I, I went and researched it for several months, mm -hmm. talking to people who were in the parties, talking about people who were in the parties, talking about people who both Democrat and Republican. And I always thought, gosh, I'm kind of a middle of the road guy. I, I, I don't, um, I've got, I'm conservative on this. I'm liberal on this. Um, I'm not all one way or the other. I could probably get along with either of these parties, honestly. And so what I I did was, you know, talk to all people supporting them, did a lot of research and came to the conclusion that, that these two entities, you know, running our country are corporations. They're they're just they're giant corporations. They're just as corporate as the business I was running. And that um, probably four to eight people in each of these parties makes all the decisions, um, you know, you to get in there, you climb up the ladder just like you would a corporation too. You, you know, you get in as associate and then you kind of move to a, a manager, then a director level, and then a partner level. It's a law firm. I, I would describe how these parties work where 
uh, you move up the ranks based on your longevity and your ability to fundraise. Uh, and it's, it's very concrete. Um, so seeing that, gosh, I thought if I go to work for one of these firms, I would just be the same as anyone else there. I'd be a contract political agent is what I call it, where I don't, if you ever, um, if you remember the record industry in the 1980s and even 1990s before the internet, um, the way the record industry, recording industry worked at that time was the artists had no power whatsoever. All the powers was in the record label. Yeah, and and yeah. they they would You're just, right. yeah. And so so the artist was kind of a contract agent and you know the, the, the record label owned anything they did and the rights, even the rights of their future work was just so crazy. Um, and the internet turned that all upside down. And, and so these political parties are identical and that's, and we're seeing that there's so much evidence of that. If you don't tow the party line, you are out and you're out the next election cycle. Right. Yeah. Can, um, can I ask you something? I'm, I'm yeah. kind of curious if I could slip in here because I, I'm, Please. I, cause I'm always interested of how views have changed. So obviously you mentioned, and, and again, sorry to hear about your son. Obviously that's a tragic thing. I have a son myself, so I can, I can't even imagine um, yeah. you know, what, what that did to the family. So yeah. as you mentioned, there's this kind of now, Hey, there's this different mission that I have. There's these things that, that I really want to do. Had you always like, like, let if I went back to the Tony of 18 years old or 26 years old or whatever, like, what was your dabble into politics? Like, did you even, was it out of sight, out of mind? You didn't even think about it. Did you vote? Like, what was your kind of like, how much did you actually get involved in that type of stuff? Yeah. I, very little. I don't think I had any political ambition, um, you know, at any of these ages. I, I don't even think I really do now. I mean, I'm not, you know, running for president to be the president, that type of thing. That's not I'm very, I was very happy running the software uh, um, company. I'm running because I our our country needs these amendments passed. And this is the fastest way to do it in, in my mind. Um, but no, I, I don't feel like, you know. Um, I ever had these ambitions other than just the the background, you know, if you look at our voting process, Brian, like it is completely broken that you have no idea really who you're electing. You are making your decision based off 30 second advertisements. Um, you have really no idea, you know, what the history of the candidates are, you know, who would be a really good choice. And, and our voting experience is so completely broken. You would have to do hours and hours of research on your own to make some kind of an intelligent decision. And just that kind of being in the back of my mind, like going to the polls as a, as a, as a citizen, being like reading these, reading about these candidates, not really even knowing anything about them and just like, oh, God, do I, you know do Republican or Democrat and just that the increase of that, I, I would say that was clear too. you know, since I was 18 years old voting, I'm like, geez, I don't really know what I'm voting for, right. you know, uh, to be honest in all these referendums on the ballot, I really don't know either. So this is other than the experience of not of being an uneducated voter, which I would say even to this day we are and, and, and it's it, it's impossible i don't think i had any kind of ambitions for something like this i i always wanted to be in business i love business um but i think this is you know uh, th this i was very successful in business and this is what i'm doing in retirement so to speak right okay is is you know public service i see it as so. yeah all right, so let's go let, let, let's break down and, and we'll go into some other areas let's break down the two different of 
you know, the, the constitutional amendments that you're looking to make. So st let's start, pick, you pick dealer's choice. You pick the one you want to start with. Let's start well, ter there. Yeah. Term limits is the easier one to explain. Most people get that right away. I mean, term limits is this, you know, this, this stemmed from a, a constitutional gap in, in that the founders didn't plug. They, you know, they never set limits for term term limits for Congress, right? So this is just a straight up gap. So people get this one, I think, very quickly. It's the the best analogy is running water. You know, we need to um, if someone can stay in power and not have to move on, uh, you know, that creates all kinds of vehicles for corruption to do that, and all kinds of uh, unfair practices or advantages that they they'll cultivate in doing that. So most people get that right away, I think. The harder one to explain or the there's because of the amount of disinformation out there, which is massive, right? The harder one to explain is fair elections, which really is, in, encompasses gerrymandering, encompasses campaign finance, it encompasses the media, um, all those things and creating an educated electorate. So I'd say those four things are the major things that it covers. Um, that's a little bit harder to explain, but just look at what's going on with the elections right now and um, all the the laws that are being passed to make it more difficult for you to vote, make it more difficult for independents to get on on the ballot. Um, it's it's just it's just very real. So these amendments would solve all those problems. Yeah. So let's start. I mean, I'm, I'm looking down here. Let's start with the term limits then, because I'm curious to, to prime that a little bit deeper. So, I mean, obviously there's a a term limit on the presidency. Right. Correct. Right? Yeah. So why has there never been, I mean, I'm assuming why, because the, 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 the legislatures, if you will, they're like, Hey, wait, why don't we just team up on this together and let's not actually put anything into law. Then we don't actually have to have term limits. I'm assuming that's it, why it hasn't happened yet. That's exactly why it's happened because the people in power to make that decision won't vote themselves out of power. So right. that, so you're never going to get, you know, that's it's, it's now they, they put term limits on the president because the Congress. Yeah, we're not going to let the other party's leader run endlessly. That really, you know, that that uh, happened after FDR served, you know, uh, was going to serve four terms or got elected four times. Right. So in reaction to that, um, finally, we, we passed an amendment to, to block that because it didn't benefit. No, either party didn't really want to deal with that. Right. So the presidency and the governors in most of the state and about two thirds of the states have term limits as well. Um, it's just a very known thing to be effective. It's a very simple, effective thing. But that's why we've never had it on the Congress, because it wasn't set in the original Constitution. And, you know, with presidency, um, George, you know, we were lucky to have a really wonderful president for our first president, George Washington, who. Who, who just, you know, had the ability to go on and on and chose to serve two terms. He, he just chose to set that precedent. And that followed out of respect for years and years and years till, till FDR, you know, um, decided, you know, he needed to keep running, right? And then, so then finally we had to pass an amendment to do that. But um, that's, why, that's why we don't have term limits. Um, and that's why, yeah. It did only get changed then either they if there either has to obviously come up to the the floor if you will whatever the language is and have that voted in by majority or the president has to 
can the president, I guess, sign something in and in terms? No, of I mean, the, the, yeah. So to to pat to amend the so this would have to be a constitutional amendment to do this, and the president's not can't do that themselves. So that you have to have two thirds of the Congress pass this uh, pass term limits, and then uh, then it would become effective, and then it would go to the states to ratify, and you'd have to have three quarters of the states agree to it as well. So I don't think it'd be it'll be a big problem. The problem with getting getting this passed is getting it through the Congress because they'll never limit their power, right? So they'll never fire themselves, so to speak. What's the give take though? Because I'm assuming, I mean, just like any negotiation from a business side, what would you give up? Like, let's say you were able to get folks to say, "Hey, term limits, let's do this." What what would you have to give up for that? For well, yeah, think, so- for the you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, okay, if that's on the table of okay, you're giving up your term limit. If I'm a congressman or congresswoman, what would I give up to say, okay, that makes sense because I'm going to get X? Right. Yeah. I don't so, know what that is, but yeah. So so most the the arguments against term limits are kind of twofold. So one is that. Oh, we the, you know you'll hear the politicians of the beast politicians say this all the time. Oh, we have term limits every two years. They're called elections. You can vote us right out of office, which is totally disingenuous when you look at how mm-hmm. difficult it is to get into office, and you have to go through one of these parties. So it's just a complete falsehood. The, the second is semi-legitimate, which is hey, we need experienced people in Washington running these. Uh, you know, Senate committees and congressional committees to keep up and effectively monitor um, the businesses we're regulating and those type of things. So that is a more legitimate answer. However, it is also kind of a load of crap too that the beast politicians, uh, you know, support in that one, they don't really know that much about the industries they regulate at all, much more than, you know, an, an average person. And two, the whole kind of concept, I think, of the Congress is it's supposed to be serving like more like a board of directors where they can appoint and select the right people to battle uh, industry and develop regulation as needed. It doesn't have to be done all within their own committee. So it, it it's that kind of concept where a, a corporation has a normal board, board of directors as well. The Congress is kind of supposed to serve as the board of directors to the different uh, organizations running, right, uh, running the country um in their in the respective areas uh but so that would be that you know that's the argument against this so the give ask what you'd be giving up is your ability to stay there you know endlessly um which is why they'll there's not a lot for them to gain by by doing it that's why it's not happening and that's why it probably won't happen and that's why this the the people have to send people you know this movement is about sending people to washington to fix this problem yeah. Um, because there is nothing. In, there's really nothing in it for them to 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 do to that give ask is there's nothing right. It's okay. just So well, I, I was just curious. Like again, I'm just I'm a novice in this, so I'm kind of just thinking out yeah. of the box. Like, yeah, is there like is there certain like, hey, you get once you're out for the next X amount of years, you get paid X for being like an honorary Congress person. You know, like I, I'm just kind of thinking like, what would be the give of like, okay, we'll sign this in because it's going to benefit us. That are well, the, yeah, there, there's no there's no benefit to them, which is why they won't yeah. do it. And yeah, so it's a, it's a good question, and a lot of people don't understand, you know, how this does work, and 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 um, you know what 
you know, why they do stay. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So I'm assuming then the fair election side of things probably is like the, the one a, if you will, that has to be done first of those to try to get the change to, to the uh, term limits. I, you know, I, I don't, they're, they're really independent because the fair elections just ma- helps manage really the concept of being, you know, an educated electorate, the the concept of gerrymandering, the concept of, um, of, um, you know, the, the, so, so, um, getting, you know, getting folks elected in a, in a, in a democratic way. Right. So they are independent of each other. We, the reason there are two separate amendments, amendments, because we could pass one and not the other potentially, um, which wouldn't be good for us. I mean, both are really needed, but it would be possible to make progress passing one and not the other. Um, but we, but both are really needed. Our, uh, our election process, again, there's no benefit to, the beast politicians having fair elections. In fact, you know, we don't really have fair elections anymore than less than 10% of the congressional districts are even competitive anymore because of gerrymandering and uh, those type of things. Well, and then, you know, we talk about like the, the two party system that, and that's where I, you know, and I don't mind saying on record, I'm unaffiliated. Um, I actually stopped. Well, I'm hoping you become an upgrader, Brian. Yeah. What I'm saying is I got my first recruit. (laughs) I got off the party system because kind of to your point, I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be a different way. Now, I don't have the answer. I don't know the answer because I, I look at it from both sides. I'm like, OK, well, if there's if there's let's say there's three parties or four or what, like when do you stop? And then now you start almost watering it down. So is it not a majority anymore? Like these are the things that come to my mind. Maybe you could kind of set me straight or at least give some more insight. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, So first off, you do have the answer. It's in front of you. It's upgrade my country. This is the answer. It's these two amendments. Um, The other thing that the, so the reason, the the main reason we have a two-party system, or one of the main reasons is the 12th amendment to the constitution, which basically requires you to have 270 electoral votes to win the presidency. And if you don't win, if you don't get 270, then you um, it goes to the existing Congress to select who the president is, right? So it's a really messed up amendment they made to the Constitution that guarantees a two-party system at this point because you 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 know it's just a it's just then whoever it, it, it makes no sense really unless you get unless you go for all-out winning. So it, it part of the fair elections amendment removes this uh, requirement. So it's just the most electoral votes. So let's say it was just the most electoral votes, then we could have a, a four to six party system, right? There could be multiple parties. It was never the founder's idea that it would really, well, one, they never wanted political parties to be a part of any of this at all, right? But much less two political parties and much less two uh parties that don't even refresh or have, you know, in any way, there's two, the same two parties, right, is ridiculous as well. And ironically, this two party system is totally unconstitutional uh, uh, is is the ironic thing. And this is what we know is our system of government. It's what people kind of accept as our system of government and upgrade my country is here to change that. Can, can you share a little bit more? Why is it unconstitutional? Because the, the the founders, because there's nothing in the Constitution that supports political parties, 
that the the founders specifically left political parties out of the constitution because they didn't know what to do they they so the federalist papers hamilton um and monroe and uh several of the founders wrote in the federalist papers about factions and political parties and they didn't want them they didn't as a result they didn't want to have parties political parties and so they left them out of the constitution and this is why we have them because the it's a it's a gap in the constitution that then allowed for them and now now that's why we have them and these two parties will just destroy what we have if we don't fix this gap in the constitution does that make sense yeah so so well and how does Maybe this is a lot of people ask this or are curious. Like, so how do how do you slip in though, as you know, let's call it independent or whatever you know we want to call it. How do you slip in as that third party? Let's say, if the majority of people, because as we know, you mentioned earlier, and I, I remember doing this when I was younger. I didn't know any better. Was like, oh, I want to vote this way, and you just vote whatever you vote for president. You just vote down the ticket. Like it's right. like a checkbox. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, I look back now, I'm like, oh, that's kind of dumb. It um, is. I don't even know the, the other people go. It's like, you know, it's again, yeah, it's you like, vote oh, straight party ticket, right? I mean, exactly. hey, they're on my team. Right. They're, you know, that's the whole thing. They're on my team. So I'm going to vote this way. But yeah, they might not be good people. And yeah. Well, it only it, took well, me again, maturity comes into play down the line. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I think there's better ways to look at this. You know, this is not the right way. Right. Yeah. So it, 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 it starts by, um, you know, questioning and having an open mind about, uh, you know, who who you're voting for, right, and and why you're voting for them. Um, but it there's nothing to stop independence from, uh, you know, going over and winning. We we can do it. It's just it's just a it's more it's a marketing ballot access problem at this point. So it's it's if if someone can outmarket these the these two parties, they can win. Um, you know, Ross Perot in 1992 was the front runner uh, when, before he started, like, you know, backing out of the race and those type of things. So it, it, it can be done. It just hasn't been done before. And so I think other people just see how what a mountain it is and how diff it's difficult, right? Because you have to overcome so much marketing force. Um, you know, the parties are spending billions of dollars doing this, but not impossible by any means. Uh, just difficult. But it's also time. I mean, I think before the reason that none of this has ever happened, Brian, is the country's never been honestly this bad um, in modern times. I mean, we, we we were divided around the Civil War and Lincoln came in. Um, and as soon as, you know, uh, he was elected president, people were trying to assassinate him on the way to Washington and several of the states, you know, succeeded from the Union right then. So it's just, you know, no one, no one from the civil war era is around right now. Right. So this is the worst things. The country's in the worst place it's really been in modern times and nobody alive today knows, you know, how, how, you know, has anything really to compare it to. And you also mentioned the money. I think that's a big issue as well. Is that oh, I, I can't, like someone like yeah. myself, they're, there's no way I could run probably for unless I get a lot of donors because no one knows who I am. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not wealthy. So I, I don't know. I, I can't put my own, you know, put my own money up there. So it makes it almost difficult for someone like me, even if I wanted to run for Congress, I almost couldn't. Right. I mean, it, I wouldn't, or I could, but I wouldn't have a, a lick of a chance to win most likely. Yeah. So, so you, it starts with 
it, you know, it, this is why the strongest thing we need to do is send an independent. And, you know, if, if it can be done for president, then people will have the confidence it can be done, you know, at the state and district level. And, you know, you do have to fundraise. It is a business that you're running um, and it's a lot of hard work and it's difficult. Um, you know, the, the what the reason why I think we can do this, uh, Brian, is that we're attacking the problem in a completely unconventional way. We're attacking the problem through comics, music and film. Um, and so we're reaching we're out there to reach people like you who are, you know, not who've decided they're not, not political. Uh, they're not they just kind of checked out. We call it being disengaged. But that's this is this is what's different about our movement than anything that's ever come up before. And I think this is why we got a real shot at doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and I would even I wouldn't categorize myself as disengaged more than frustrated with the the and I think there's a lot of people probably in my camp from a standpoint of I, I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm one of those, and maybe I just look at this too logically of like, yeah, sometimes there's the, you know, insert whatever issue I'm on one quote unquote side and the other issue I'm on another side. And I hate even saying like that. Like it's a, again, it's like, there's only two sides. There's many sides to an issue. Um, so I, I just don't like that whole thing of like, again, you have to pick sides. If you believe one way, there's things I believe on what you would consider the left and the right, you know? And yeah. it's like, wh why do I have to side with one? Why is there not? not an alternative. Why is there just not free thinking of like, Hey, there's different ways to think about these problems. There is. And it's just because the system is so broken. We don't know any other way, right? You, it's all driven by this, this problem of having to uh, have the, you know, the most votes to, um, you know, win the presidency. And then, you know, so then it's a two party system. And then, it, you know, most of the donation, it's all a campaign finance funding marketing problem, right? That these two firms address. And so they're, they're just taking money from the same sources who have one opinion on the side. And that's why they're, they're, you know, they see themselves doing when they fight for their side. Right. So that means to them at this point, winning is just getting the most people so they can control and get legislation passed, not try to work with the other side and that ever state of war just keeps the system perpetuating and keeps them at, you know, at peak and of their fundraising capabilities. Right. And so that's what's going on right now. And if it, you know, unless we pass these amendments, that's just going to keep going. And it, till the, till the destruction of the country through, through a, a, a unrecoverable debt crisis and or out violent civil war, you know, I think this thing with the capital is just a preview of what's to come, this insurrection, because the, the frustration's building so so massively. And several polls out there are asking Americans that who believe violence is in our future and it's inevitable uh, unless unless we do something like this. Yeah, you know, you also you brought up with Ross Perot. I don't know. I'm, I'm my memory's foggy here, so maybe you know this, maybe not. I thought because of that that uh presidential run i thought some something was changed with like debates or something like you have to get a certain percentage or something like that almost to keep people off the debate floor am i right on that someone fact check me i thought yeah, there was something that was i thought it was because of ross perot it might have been something different but i swear something was changed because of an independent 
Yeah. Know. So the the commission for debates, I believe the requirements are. So one, I know the requirement to be in the debate is you have to have a path to 270 electoral votes. And then beyond that, you have to be polling, I believe, 15 percent nationally in, in their polls. So that is, you know, Ross Perot was seen to have taken away um, too many votes from George H. Bush, which caused him to lose the election in a close race to to Bill Clinton, right? Because uh, Ross Perot was seen as kind of an alternative to that Republican choice. So that this is why the parties are deathly scared of independent candidates like myself, because they're, and then their followers get so tribal and passion and start issuing death threats don't come because you're like our guy and, and you're going to stream away votes. So at some point you just have to say, um, you you know, they call it being a spoiler, um, I'm not here to spoil it for one side. I'm here to spoil it for both sides and remove, you know, we're here to remove the beast from power completely. Um, that's our goal. So it's not right or left, you know? Yeah. And it seems like the hill, I'm, I don't know, it seems like there's a lot of hills here, which again is I think why you're doing this, you have to get the 270. So if you don't, if that's split or if that's whatever, and, and by the way, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not the best on this. So uh, fact check me. We vote as Americans, but my vote really, yes, it counts, but it's the electoral college that actually makes the final vote to the presidency, right? I mean, my vote counts. They're generally they go with the popular, if I remember, but like they don't have to, right? I mean, I I think there's some fuzzy stuff with that. Am I right on that? Well, so it's you know, it it's it's true. So the the, the electoral college, which Part of this amendment, this fair elections amendment, by the way, would change the name of this to the national election method because it's so confusing to people. It would also eliminate those electors. Those are just not needed. Um, if you win, if you win the, the uh, electoral votes, you get to choose the people who go cast your electoral vote. So it's it's fairly reliable in that way. You, it's possible to have a, an elector. Um, you know, double cross you, I guess, and go the other way. But it, it, yeah, technically that is, that is the case that you actually, you act, the, the popular vote is given to these electors who um, then cast the, the state's votes. However, yeah, it's just antiquated system. I mean, this is, was back in the 176, you know, 1760s when they didn't have electricity and people had to travel to Washington to cast the votes. And it's just a, such an insane legacy from such a long time and this amendment addresses that as well and just eliminates those electors yeah well and then you, i i think the path to 270 what you talked about is because what i'm thinking about is let's say it was evenly split or sort of evenly split like you know the, a third a third a third right you had a, an independent republican democrat well then it's going to congress right anyway right so whoever yeah, controls congress is going to vote in their favor Right. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. That's why you have to go all the way and get the 270. It, it is it is it is crucial to do it. Um, and beyond that, so so what you were saying, what came of Ross Perot's, uh, you know, debut is that actually factored down to a state level where the, what the states did, the Republican and Democratic parties both. I have up the ballot access requirements for independence, making it very difficult for them and other third parties to get involved. And so the the most corrupt one is Texas, actually. Texas is the most corrupt state 
in in all of America. They lead they lead the pack on their ballot access corruption. I did, I have a whole song coming out about this. Uh, it and and so in Texas you have to be to be to be on the in the, um on the ballot. So to to be elected, you got to be on the ballot, right? You got to be a choice when you go to the election that they can see you. Okay, so it's literally here's candidate A for the Republicans, here's candidate B for the Democrats, and then the other independents, right? So you have to get on to run for president. You have to get on the ballot in all 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 the states that you want to be elected in. You can you can win the presidency without being technically on all the all the ballots, but to get on the ballot in Texas, okay, you have to wait till after the Republicans and Democrats hold their primary. And then you have eight weeks to complete your ballot access to get all your petitions in. And then on top of that, anyone who voted in those primaries can't give you ballot access. So it's a complete and total trap and and, and totally corrupt. So, um, you know, ballot access laws under the new amendment would have to be approved by this Fair Elections Council that this empowers that would, would block this type of thing and make it a lot more fair uh, for for independence to get involved in third part people of third party, wow. And I and I feel like we're literally like this is a sliver of a of of a depth in terms of where this could go. Um, you know, well, look, Brian, there's so many problems in the country right now. It's just overwhelming, right? I mean, how many things are going wrong, and and how many things are out of whack, and but you know what part of what I did in studying this was come to the conclusion that all those are are dependent issues on democracy on on these these two amendments is fair elections and term limits and and this all of our problems can be fixed with a with a congress that's representative of the people by the people who are voted in in and and things can change and you know if if you think about us having four to six political parties or as many Part, why why on earth do you have two choices right now Brian when you go to a rental car when you go to the airport and get a rental car there's like eight companies right there at the counter ready to give you your, your business when in, in any other normal industry there are uh many providers and those players come and go our political industry the political industry which this is these these two corporations the Democrats and Republicans are in business this is it runs like a normal business I'm telling you that and they they operate as a corrupt duopoly, blocking out all those other choices. And this is why we we've got to rise up together and and remove them. And if we don't, they're doing, they're going to run the thing. They're going to run the country to its ultimate demise. I mean, it it will just collapse at some point. So, do you feel I'm I'm not going to say yes or no. I'll let you answer this. Do you feel there's enough people then? Because obviously, you have you know your hardcore. Republicans or hardcore Democrats, they're not moving. They're like, nope, this is my team. Do you feel there's enough of the middle ground folks where they're like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear some options here. I'm willing to see what's uh, there, out there. there. Yeah, there really is, Brian. There really is now, especially after the last few election cycles where things have gotten so bad. I, I do think we've had to get to a point where things are so bad politically that people have people are opening up their minds and looking at the other options. I think that upgrade my country, our approach is what will be successful for us and that we we're really taking an unconventional approach on educating people and aligning them uh, through, through pop culture. Um, But yeah, 
things had to get this bad, I think, for real change to happen. Um, and I'm hopeful that's where it's at, you know, but ultimately, you know, I feel called, uh, you know, I feel like I'm on a mission of God to present this option to people. And as long as I do that to my best, I will have, you know, served, served, uh, you know, served well. And that, and that I will have done my job. Right. Um, so, you know, at, at some point people have to wake up, they gotta, they gotta look around, you know, one of the analogies we use in this movement is this concept of beast virus. Beast virus is this virus. The We have a two-headed dragon actually in the story, and this virus is pumped out, and it creates this effect on citizens. And this is in our comic book. You can come to the site, check out our comic book, up, uh, UpgradeMyCountry.com on the orientation page. And we have a short film coming out in January as well. But when with what the beast wants is you know, uh, success there is disengagement. So you, you actually just check out a politics altogether and then, or go tribal where you, you just fight for one side and, and don't even question what's, you know, coming out on the other uh, side or what is, is there logical? Is there some kind of middle ground? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're at a unique point um, where we can't, this, this will work and the movement will be successful. So I'm curious going forward because we don't know what the future is going to hold. So I'm curious, you're putting your kind of business hat on, right? You did your quarterly projections and your vision statements probably and all that type of stuff. What do you see? Let's let's go, we go out six months, we go out to the end of 2023, you know, a year out. What are some of the opportunities you see maybe, or you can take it from the other side, some of the hurdles that you know you're going to have to jump over as you kind of make this this declaration, if you will, in this movement kind of out there stronger? What, what are some things you'd share that you're kind of looking at in the, in the, yeah, in I mean, future? well, so I think, you know, it's, it'd be great to come back here in a year. I'd love to come back here in a year and just see, reflect on the conversation, see how, do it. sure thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And see how things have gone. Um, there's a, there's, so the first thing, um, so I became a singer songwriter to support this movement. I've been working on it for three years. And, um, you know, so I've sung 25 songs, three albums, we've created a short film, uh, you know, so those were all the challenges initially was, was coming up with the creative idea on how to address this, how to get people involved, how to get, get them interested. I mean, what, what we're trying to do is, you know, most people are like you, Brian, where they are not going to claim any affiliation with either of these political parties because they're, they're disgusting and they're and and they're so divisive and they're completely one-sided and this worked out to like completely change the mindset of being involved with something politically where this is something you're proud to be a part of it's it's good we don't focus on any divisive issues we're focused on two issues so and 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 what upgrade my country is it's it's almost like a political product right um so you know what you're getting with this movement, you know, you, we have two pre-written constitutional amendments that are ready to go by the candidates who uh, run with this movement. And so you know exactly what you're getting. And, and um, that should give you a lot of comfort. You're hopefully proud to be a part of it. Um, everything, every other issue until we get our, our system fixed, you know, upgraders, uh, the Upgrade My Country movement is about finding some kind of compromise between right and left. Um, but most people 
are in, in your shoes. And they're, most people are pretty frustrated with the situation now and they are looking for options. And that's why we're hoping, you know, this will work. Is your goal to, and maybe we didn't, we didn't really discuss this earlier, so I'm just more curious, is your goal to have other folks come under the Upgrade My Country umbrella, let's say, to maybe run for their local office or their state exactly. office or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I th we're starting nationally, right? So Upgrade My Country is the first wave of this is to, um, you know, pass these two constitutional amendments. Um, so, but, you know, we if we fix this at the federal level, there may not be a need for upgrading my country at the state level, right? Because if we fix, the idea here is we have independents come in, they run under one movement with a common agreement to amend the constitution. We fix the constitution, then upgrade my country's role is kind of done. It, 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 it's, it dissolves at that point. So it splits into two new political parties. One's called the more party, one's called the less party to replace the existing Democrats and Republican under under the new rules. So this thing is a it's a unify, fix and split. In fact, I have the three movement steps right behind here. You can see yeah, the top yeah. two. The, the the bottom one is a split. So it's three steps to fix our country. Um, and it's those three steps. I think, you know, in, we're talking, though, in the next year, you know, getting it up. The hardest part, your podcast is so brilliantly labeled because that is the hardest part is starting it right and getting it going. And that's um, is so it, this is the first year we're out. Right. And we pick the day after the midterm so we could have the earliest relevance we could and, you know, get the ball ro rolling on uh, on this fix because things just are going one way. And, you know, they've been going one way directionally for many, many years. All right. So as I'd like to end this podcast on. I want you to give some advice to folks. Now, I'm going to ask you, though, because there's so many folks. We just need to get more people to vote and get involved. So what would be your encouragement, just knowing what you know now, what would be your encouragement to get folks out and, you know, actually have them show up at the polls or have them at least, you know, do some research or whatever? Is there anything specific maybe around that that you would share to help people get started or kind of move forward and do something from a political side? Well, I think, you know, I, I think there's, um, I mean, when I feel like when I listen to your show and listen to the other cast, I mean, I think I, I can add, there's like that dimension politically, but, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, I've got a few things that I feel like too um, are very valuable for starting ventures in any way, right? So, um, you know, the, the first you know, it's it interesting. I had my business partner, which I started my last company, uh, come over, and you know, we're sitting out here in Florida, out on the patio, having a drink. And he's like, "Tony, you know, one thing I always really appreciate about you is we were never ready to start any of these new releases or start the business, and you're just like, no, we're gonna do it, and you just pushed us forward, and we did it, right? And and I tell you, I I think it's so true." because I think a lot of your listeners, you know, there are, they are entrepreneurial, they're, they're starting new ventures, those type of things is you, I've been doing this for three years. We're starting upgrade my country literally in two days. And I feel like I'm totally not ready for it on any level. And I need like three more years. You're, you're eternally, you're eternally feeling like that and anything, you know, any, anything you're running. Right. I think I'm from a practical standpoint. I also have um, like a fail file, I use, which 
when I find something that's really inspiring or really well written or really hits me, I have a Trello board I keep um, and I put I, I cut and paste all these snippets or things into a, a file that when when I'm down and having difficulty and need to, you know, motivate, I can motivate myself. I can bring myself up. I call it my fail file, but it's there to prevent me from failing. Um, so I think it's been a very practical thing as well as just, you know, prayer and uh, um, finding your purpose. I believe we're, we're you know, in a purpose-driven existence. Um, but as far as politically, I mean, to, gosh, I mean, if you watch the news and you're not concerned about the country, I, you, you've, you've got to, you know, you got to wake up. You got to take a look around. Things are not good <laughs> in any level. And if you're, if you're thinking it's not a big deal, it's just not the tr- truth. And it, it, you're avoiding what's, what's looming. I mean, this country is totally broken. And a lot of people just want to think of the country as a utility, like something that runs in the background and doesn't need to be maintained, like your air conditioner or something, right? The problem is your country, it, things like this break and you have to go fix it. And that's what's happened to your country, Brian. It's broken and you've got to fix it at this point. And the Upgrade My Country is a successful plan to do that. So um hopefully you know when you get a little if you check it out and uh, you know you'll you'll see that so it's upgradebycountry.com dot org or dot um, org. com will go the, go there too but okay. uh, it's upgradebycountry.org dot org okay yeah thank you for clarifying that um and then you said you have the i guess everything would link off of that to like it, it does link off of that i've so my first song um is called beast congressman and so it you know that's on spotify so on social media you can follow me on tony zork or on uh, spotify uh follow me on as tony zork as well and you can see um you know you could you I'm, I'm releasing a song every month until the election um it's out of these 25 songs so uh you can find me there Tony, what are any lasting impressions, thoughts, insights, anything else you want to share with everyone listening in before we uh, we go? I just w- want to encourage everyone to to um, you know really search their soul, search their hearts, question, start with an open mind. Gosh, is is do you really think this country was meant to be operating as it is? Do you really think this is what our founder founders want? Because it, it's not, and I hope. You know, you can take a look and start to think about that from your own perspective and check out UpgradeMyCountry.org. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, no, Tony, I appreciate being on. And this is, you know, it's one of those things, too. I, I always kind of feel like I'm a novice in the from the political side. So one of the reasons I want to have you on was just to, to share your views. There's a lot of different views and, and different ways people can think. And I think it's I'm a believer that it's good to get everything out there and get all the information out there. So sure. I, I appreciate you being on and uh, and sharing the uh, the journey forward and good luck to you. Um, over the next couple of years. Thank you.